I'm stoked to to have you on that, and that you reached out uh, to be on. Like it means a lot when anyone does that, and I've been jamming like everything today, just getting like in the mindset for this episode, and everything sounds so great. So I'm stoked to talk about it. Nice, thank you. I mean, I listen. There's like fucking three DIY podcasts I listen to now at work. Uh, you and uh, your band is garbage. And uh, leave Nelson. Well, leave Nelson B doesn't put them out that often, but there is another, yeah, another one. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, well, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for listening to other episodes. Uh, and yeah. you got you got the beverage. You got the beverage. You gotta have that. I actually drink, I drink cider typically, so I do. Oh, I am drinking cider. That is okay. Uh, there's no <laughs> like real like stipulation as to like what you have to drink on these episodes. I figured you wouldn't care too much. <laughs> But it is funny when my friends are like, what kind of beer are you drinking? I'm like, oh, I'm drinking cider. And they're like, what's that beer? And I'm like, I don't care. It's, it's what I'm drinking. Yeah. It's cyclical, yeah, it's real sick. There's never gonna be an easy fix. It's cyclical, yeah, it's real sick. I've never known anything but this. up everyone welcome back to another episode of beers with bands uh this week i'm sitting down with jake aka the marrier how's it going dude it's going great i'm super excited to be here i'm stoked to have you on i realized i didn't take my initial drink after cracking that beer so i had to take it in yeah that awkward pause there um no but i'm stoked to have you on for people that don't know um like i said you go by the name the marrier uh you're like a you're kind of like a unique artist. Uh, you kind of are everything. Your stuff's kind of in like the, I think I, uh, what'd you put? Like the emo pop uh, vein-ish. I feel like uh, there was another word you use and I'm missing it. Uh, the agent, I'll call it the agency. Go follow up on Twitter. They coined it as Dreamo. There we go. <laughs> and, uh, and, and also emo adjacent. So, yeah. well, okay, no, my friend Taylor called it Dreamo. The agency called it emo Jason. I'll take okay. it. Uh, I feel like those both work perfectly. Uh, and then you're based out of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, you know, repping the Midwest. And uh, sorry about LeBron. I don't know. I feel like I have to say that. You're wearing a Cavaliers <laughs> yes. uh, uh, hoodie, so I feel like I just need to say it. I don't even care. But You know, I, I don't feel bad. Like, LeBron did it. LeBron came back and did what he had to do. That's and true. so it's all good. Like, I, a lot of Cleveland fans get pissy about it. <laughs> I, I love LeBron, uh, and the Cavs I, are good now. So like it's yeah. all it's really come around. Like they won a championship, they sucked for a few years, and now they're good again. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so like we mentioned, you go by the Marrier, but um, you are kind of unique with your your artistry and your craft because you are basically, and I I was thinking about this today. Like you're like the Timberland of like this this scene um, if that <laughs> makes any that. sense <laughs> i'll take it okay very like versatile i'm assuming yeah. you mean versatile i'm hoping <laughs> versatile i mean you're you're doing like all like the from what i was reading into you're you're doing the the instrumentals and everything like that behind the scenes correct yep. um and then you have different artists on each song uh performing uh their own lyrics and everything like that um before we dive into questions to get too far ahead like what started the journey for the marrier project and what got you to like where you are now uh there were i mean I, I always wanted to do this since high school basically i just wanted to copy the gorillas uh and in high school you know like i was playing in bands and the one like the main band i was in i couldn't get into practice ever so i started doing it like 
I would just write songs with my friends. Like they weren't even musical. They were just, you know, we would, they would be stupid songs. Like just play a riff and my buddies, they would all call it like a cypher. It wasn't a cypher. It was just, you know, like everyone dicking around, but, uh, you know, then it didn't really get going until college. And I started writing some of the music for it. And then, uh, a couple bad experiences later, I didn't, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. And then it wasn't until quarantine where I was sitting there and I, uh, I heard a band, uh, think less. They were playing on mind cella. Mm. So I was listening to mind cella and they played, uh, I don't remember what song it was. It must've been something special. And I was like, you know, they're kind of doing what I would want to do. Like it was like hip hoppy, but it, it had like an acoustic guitar and like strings on it. And I was like, that's like exactly what I'm going for. And it's in the emo scene and like, uh, so I thought that was cool. So it was really like, a, it was a slow build up, And then once you finally have like a shit ton of time on your hands, it's, you know, you can get it rolling. Right. Over quarantine. <laughs> and then, um, I mean, like, like I mentioned, you have different artists coming in on every song. Um, and you just put out this new record, uh, nice little six song EP uh, called Cyclical, um, which one, I, I got to like, Every song is amazing on there, and... Jeez, thank you. Yeah, uh, like, I was jamming it again, like, I jammed it today at work, kind of getting it ready, and then, obviously, like, before I sat down, I kind of went through, like, everything else you had out, and just the the execution that you're doing on these is just really well done, because you're hitting you. all those right veins, which works so well. Thank you, I, uh, I try to take my time, and some of those songs are, like, from high school, so I've had time on them. And I've really, I've exhausted all of my ideas from that time period. That was kind of what cyclical was. It was kind of like, let's get all this shit out of the way. And it was more of like an introduction to what I'm trying to do. Okay. Uh, but I am, I am going to kind of try to shift. I'm going to, I'm always going to try to like shift the genre a little bit as time goes on though. Yeah. Um, but thank you. That's uh that's really nice to hear. I'm glad it resonated. Yeah, I mean, the songs are sick, and then just, like, a few of the, the beats that you have in there, um, especially, like, on uh, Gold itself, like, there's this weird, like, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, the background beat that you have in, like, Gold, right, when it kicks in, is just so different, and, like, it kind of hooks you, where you just kind of, like, kind of want to keep listening to that song over and over, just for, like, that, like, obviously, the like, the vocalist is doing a great job, but, like, everything else is wanting me to like just keep playing it over and over again as well that's really good to hear that's uh it's like that's gotta be the best compliment you can get like uh and that song came about really weirdly because like i didn't have a hook for that until i got the vocals and the hook are the vocals reversed so if you take hmm. the if you take the verse of what caitlin's singing in that song and you reverse it you get that you get a, a very slight melody of Da, 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 da. that's kind of what that those weird vocals in the background that like it's kind of hard to tell what they're doing that, that that's the melody and then i played a ukulele over that melody over the reverse part and that's what came together like that's my favorite it's probably my favorite song right now because it's it became it came together so oddly like usually you have a hook for a song and then you write around the hook the hook came like literally right. the last part and it came, it came like just because of Caitlin's vocals, so pretty cool, pretty different, I think. I think. Yeah, no, like that's amazing. Um, now, with like your songs, um, like what's what's like the normal process for you, like when you're building a song? Um, do you kind of come up with your? Obviously, gold is a little bit different, um, but like, do you normally like build out? your instrumentals first and then kind of just see what they have for lyrics and like uh recordings and then kind of like build it from there or do you kind of sit down together and kind of like flush it all out so i've never sat down with any of them uh oh really yeah no like i i have a hard time sitting down with people nowadays like anytime i would sit down with a band uh all the other bands i was in i never really felt like my ideas were taken super seriously I was always the bass player. And not that like they were like 
they're like, oh, Jake's the bass player. He can't do it. But like, it was just always, I was never the main songwriter. And so you, right. that's the case. You just don't get, you know, you don't get as much time. So I never like had much experience, like sitting down with someone and like showing them my song. And not that like, it never happened, but uh, so typically I'll finish the song like 50%. I'll try to get a chorus, a verse, and maybe a bridge. I don't even worry about doing a bridge all the time. But I'll get the song, like I'll get the structure laid out pretty closely, and then I'll try to get it like 50% done. Then I'll send it to a vocalist. I'll let them do their thing, and then I'll fill out around that. Okay. And it, it, it's kind of my attempt to give them, the vocalist, the guest, a little little bit of like, now they can push it in a direction, and I'll follow that lead. Uh, just to kind of give them a little bit more of like a feeling. Not that like, I want them to feel and actually like have be a part of the songwriting process, not just like walk in and do their verse. Although that would be okay too. Like right. uh, Masakio on uh, Vominos. Like when we when he did his verse, all I had was, "Hey man, I'd have the, like this minute long part of nothing. You can do whatever you want with it." Uh, so it doesn't always work out where they get to like completely shape the song, but I try to. Because I'm, a, you know, like when I was in bands, I wanted to help write the songs, and like, I a lot of times I felt like I didn't get that chance. You know, it's kind of frustrating to be in a band. You're you're putting in money, you're driving around, you're doing all that sh- shit. And then when it comes come times to write the song, and it's like, oh, well, just play the root notes. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of boring. Like, it's not why I'm here. Right. Yeah. No, I feel that. Um, so that's, that's kind of cool, like your process where you kind of build the shell of it to kind of give them like a glimpse and then just see where they take it and yeah. then just finish it off from there, which, I mean, that's a cool, like, really adds to the whole collaborativeness. Where it's rather just like kind of like you're saying, where it's not just you flushing out the whole thing and being like, do this, or and it's not just them being like, this is what I have. Yeah. Put it to we that. can really, and like, there's been times where like, uh, like on Cathedral, Pons wanted me to change some things, and I had lost all the mixes. So I was like, I'm sorry, we can't make any more changes. It's all gone. Like if I, <laughs> like the last, I still had all the files, but I didn't have the current mix. I was like. I would have had to go back three months. I was like, I'm sorry, I can't go. I'm not losing oh all that work. Like, so there are times where like it's just my own stupidity or just like laziness that kind of screws us out of that. But like, you know, things happen. But like that song Cathedral is six years old now or something. So it's you know, yeah, it's crazy. I think it's crazy how long something could sit on a shelf but like all these songs are basically songs that got rejected by the bands i was in besides like vominos gold but the rest of them were all songs that i had given other bands not like or shown them and they never got anywhere damn so, yeah um, <laughs> now with obviously you mentioned like you, you don't sit down with like these artists like one-on-one and kind of like flesh it out together like so how do you, like, pick who's going to be collaborating on your songs with you then? Uh, I, that's kind of changing. Um, like, right now, like, the second EP is I'm trying to be a little more strategic because I have more of a theme for this next one. So, like, in a okay. year from now, my answer will probably change a bit. But uh, at first, I was just asking anybody, like, my friends, if I, li- if I just like to. Uh like I asked Pons the Angel just because Pons was the one that got me. Pons was in Think Less, the kind of the band that kind of got me thinking like, oh, I should do this again. So I asked Pons, and that like really boosted my confidence because Pons is amazing. If no one, if anyone listening has listened to Pons the, Pons the Angel, you really have to because like, it's the weirdest shit ever, and it's so good. And like, if you think my process is cool, Pons's process is really weird and out there and, and interesting. Uh. But like, uh, like on Gold, Caitlin was just telling me how like you know she wants to get into the scene more, and they wanted to, you know, be a part of it. I was like, well, why don't you sing on my song? I need vocals. Um, so yeah, I mean, it really it really depends. Um, I asked Taylor from Bitch Seat because Taylor watched me program the drums to Gold on TikTok Live, and Taylor watched Ooh. for like twenty minutes. 
And I was like, that's a really long time to like watch me like do like just like program drums, which is not fun or exciting or in, even really interesting. Uh, I was like, well, maybe Taylor would want to be on a song. Like, if you'll sit there, if you'll sit through 20 minutes of that, maybe you'll sing on my song. And that's how. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll ask Taylor. Like, sorry, I'm like halfway through one beer and I'm already feeling it. I'm not much of a drinker. <laughs> So I feel like I'm talking a lot. No, you're, no, you're good. Uh, <laughs> but no, like that's cool. So like, obviously, I don't want to get too far away from cyclical just because it just came out. Um, yeah. Before we like start talking about like any future stuff, but um, I can't remember when cyclical came out. And I'm blanking on that. It was uh, like the oh shit, the, the end of January. End of January of this, okay. of this year, uh, so it's 22. been out at this. Yep. Uh, so at the time of this recording, it's been out almost, almost three months. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some. There's some time in there. Uh, so like, what's what's been like the responses that you've gotten on it so far? Obviously, you worked on these songs for a long time, had them on the shelf, and then they're finally out in the world for people to hear. And how's it been? It's been, it was really good, like, especially at first, um, you know, like, the first two, the first three releases I did, or did I do, no, I did three. I did three before I signed to Lonely Ghost, and, uh, like, that was tough for releasing songs in quarantine, when no one in the scene knows you or really cares, um, and you're not even really playing music that is part of, like, it's not emo, um. It was kind of it was featuring emo artists, but it wasn't emo. Um, right. So it was like definitely an uphill battle. Uh, and you know, you you're not expecting much. So when cyclical so when cyclical came out, it was amazing. Um, I mean, you always hope for more. Like, if you get a million, you want two million. So like, wh- everything I got was awesome, and a lot of like a lot of people I expected to not care like did care and that was really cool like my, my favorite band short fictions were like hey man we listen to this i i worked sound for them a couple of weeks ago and they're like hey uh i listened to the sam was telling me like i listened to cyclical i loved it i was like holy shit like that's <laughs> fucking crazy um i literally picked up the job that night to work for them and I'm like you're asking me about my fucking ep like uh so yeah it was really good and like i feel like uh I feel like a lot of people like started paying more attention after that one, after that release. Yeah. And probably because of like Lonely Ghost, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to like talk about like clout, but people, you know, like if a label's behind you, people typically care a little bit more. That's just kind of how it goes. Um, it probably shouldn't be that way, but it is what it is. So I was really happy and I'm still really happy about it. Um, I it's hard to describe. I guess I didn't have like a ton of expectations for it. So anything like whatever I got, I was happy well, with. And yeah, I mean, like that's the that's honestly as much as like people release something and they kind of just want it to like blow up. And you know, sometimes people get a little defeated because it doesn't do as well as like they're hoping for. Yeah. It's always kind of good to go in with just like I'm just gonna say fuck it and release this and just see yeah. what the fuck happens and just hands are off it's out in the world now if people like it they like it if they don't fuck it yeah. like i tried and like i didn't kill myself with promoting it like i i tried to promote it. it's not like i didn't like try i did my best but i didn't like make myself anxious i didn't tell myself like oh if a thousand people don't listen to it it's a failure like i don't even think a thousand people have listened to it yet um it, it's hard to like gauge those kind of numbers like because it's like monthly so i don't really know how that works right. but like I was just happy that the people that I was basically the people I was interacting with on Twitter listened to it. And those are my friends now. And that's good enough for me, you know, like, and I feel like I made new friends since then. Yeah. And, I, and I'm really just trying to do this for fun. Like I don't expect music to be my career. I'm a, I'm a production manager at a venue and I work overtime at other venues. Um, so like, guys, it's just, I'm just trying to, I'm really just trying to have fun. <laughs> Because all the other bands I mean, I've been in have not been all fun. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all you got to do, uh, like, is just have fun with it and just, like, this is your outlet. Obviously, you're doing all this overtime and working, like, production and stuff. So, like, this is your outlet. This is your just release. And 
like the the point where like things start becoming like a fucking extra job are when yeah. like things stop being fun like i've always told myself like with the, if this podcast ever becomes like a second job where i start hating like having to sit down with people and just like oh i gotta go do this fucking podcast just so i can exactly. maintain like my status or whatever like at that point i'm like that's where i gotta stop because it's not at that totally fun point anymore yeah and i don't want to be like i've been in bands where it's like we're worried about ticket sales and how many people listen to the album like and it's like fucking it sucks and like it's not good it, you're never rewarded you're never gonna feel like oh this is good like this is a good number to have so i really tried to die right. I, I still look it's not like i don't worry about it it's not like i i'm like this like holistic list you know musician who doesn't give a, sh- a single shit i do care i want people to listen but i can't kill myself over it i feel like i already have beaten myself like so much over that kind of stuff so I'm just trying to have fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you having fun is producing these amazing songs, and I hope you keep having fun with this. Thank you. And I, yeah, and like it just makes it easier to write when you're not worrying about like, oh, well, people listen to this. Like, uh, I'm just trying to do whatever. <clears throat> and I try not yeah. to put that. I, I feel like if I do get stressed, it'll bleed into the guest. I don't want the guest to feel any pressure. I tell them there's no time limit. Like Taylor took me, took like six months to get me tracks for BMO. Oh wow! And that's fine. Like just take your time, do it when you can. I don't care. Right. We'll put it. Well, it'll be on the next release if it takes too long. Like whatever. Yeah. So no one, if anyone feels stressed or feels bad or rushed, it's a failure on my part. Yeah. Unless Uh, they're weird and they just put that on themselves. (laughs) sorry no you're fine uh now with you mentioning like you let people take their time and do all this is that why you're saying that the next release isn't coming out until like quote unquote until like next year that's more of a label thing they gotta you know focus on each release and they have new releases it is strategic and like but i mean like i'm kind of changing up I'm starting to get contracts written out. Like a lot of this stuff's kind of in handshaky DMs, like screenshotting mm-hmm. the D, like not to be like weird, but you, know, you kind of have to like, okay, hey, I'll pay you this money and then we'll split it and you screenshot it. It's like, okay, like now I have that. Like, not that I don't trust anyone, but like it, you do. Right. If you've played music long enough, you've been fucked by someone like 100%. <laughs> um, not that I, I expect that, but you just kind of have to have those. You do have to kind of like be prepared for anything. Um, I mean, whether so, whether you've played music and you've gotten fucked over or not, like, you've definitely heard of, like, bands getting super yeah. fucked. Like, people know which labels to stay away from without me having to say which labels to stay away from, you know? Yeah, and, like, and I've been in... There's one band in particular I've been in where I didn't get any songwriter credit um, for, like, a majority of the album I was on. So, like, things happen, and you do kind of have to... Like, like, right now, we're writing out, like, contracts, and it's not fun, and I don't like it. It does kind of take, like, a lot of the fun yeah. out of it. Like, once you're like, hey, you want to be on this song? And they're like, oh, I love the song. I want to be on it. It's like, ah, here's this contract. Let's talk money. Like, <laughs> fuck, that's... It sucks, but, like, you kind of... You have to have those expectations. And, it, like, yeah. it is, like, maintaining, like, professionalism. And and the contracts protect the artist as much as it protects me. It protects... Tells them, hey, I'm going to pay you. Like, and we've agreed to that. So if I don't right. pay them, they're knocking on my door and, like... And rightfully so. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it's I mean, playing. It's, a lot, there's a lot of stuff that, playing into that. Yeah. Well, it's good that you're at least covering those bases and like being as upfront and legit with everything. Uh, I know there's a few other things I saw like on the news lately, like or it might have been just on Twitter. I don't know if you consider that news, but like some <laughs> artists not getting uh, their credit for certain uh, projects that bigger name people are doing, and like that's super scummy. Um, yeah. Like. If someone's contributing, like, they contributed. Like, they should get yeah. something at some point. Um, so. And that stuff's weird. Like, especially with me, like, I get, I guess I shouldn't get too far into this. But, like, having a guest on every song that gets released on an EP as a whole can get really weird and dicey. Um, mm. Especially once you involve more than one person on a song. So it's, 
it honestly, these past few months have been like a challenge writing out a contract that's keeps that's fair for me, the artist, and everyone else involved, and the label. So like, it, it really has yeah. taken time, and like, it's not fun, but it is what it is. Right now, like I like like we don't have to go deep into obviously all that whole paperwork stuff, but since you are already like kind of doing some contractual work. Um, does that mean you kind of have your, like, ideal artist already on your mind for who you want on this next release? Yeah, I'm kind of like, well, it's kind of like, I've already, like, reached out to the people I want on it, and they've said yes, but we're still kind of working out, like, and then do how we're, yeah. yeah, how we're gonna, kinda, like, I guess, like, one little minor thing was, like, we were, like, figuring out, like, you know what? I shouldn't even get into it, but because <laughs> I don't yeah, want to no, say no, something yeah, and it's like, like you yeah. Well, I don't want to say something and it's wrong or no, yeah. it's misinterpreted. But basically, just trying to make it so like everyone gets credited properly, everyone gets paid, and the label can't get fucked are like the three main things, I guess. Yeah. And and things could change, like and and every person's a little different on how they think it should be worded, how they want to be paid, how they want to be credited. Right. So. And I'm also drinking, so I shouldn't even. <laughs> nah, I've all, I like almost drank this whole thing. Like, so yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I'm almost there too. Uh, nice. No, but that's awesome. Like, uh, obviously, cyclical is great. It was many years in the making, but I'm stoked to see who you bring on next and what you do next with your your next release uh, when it comes time for that. Um, one thing I did want to. Uh, congratulate you on is I saw you're playing Focella this year. Yes. So, so fuck excited. yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> It'll be the first and only um, Merrier show of the year. Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, what's, what's, can, obviously this will be coming out before that episode, so everyone that's listening, if you're in the area, go to Focella. The lineup's sick. It's out there. Yes. It's amazing. There's a secret set. Um, and the secret set is crazy. I can't say it because it's secret, but it's so cool. It's so cool. I like. I couldn't. It's why I, it's part of the, mostly. It's like the third reason I joined on the on the whole thing. So. <laughs> well, I, I'll be sure to keep an eye out for who that releases. But uh, for obviously you're playing. Um, what can people expect from your live set? Um, since you're kind of like a unique artist in this whole kind of realm of stuff. So um, I'm actually, it's kind of a three-way set between me, Pons the Angel, and Masakio. Um, and we're really focusing more on Pons and Masakio songs. We're only going to play two Marrier songs as of right now. And then like the other ten will be their songs. Um, okay. So it is like a little different. Like it's... that. I feel like that's probably not normal, but the main reason I took the song was, or took the whole gig was Pons and Masakio wanted to play live. And I do really feel really strongly that we need more kinds of music in emo. Like it doesn't need to be FAC or whatever that emo tuning is like all the time. There is room for other shit. So I did kind of feel like an obligation towards Pons and Masakio to kind of get help, give them that, you know, like, give them that chance to play live and play in front of a different kind of audience. Um, yeah. And like expose more people to like something that isn't just straightforward uh, white dudes playing emo music. Like, <laughs> and I'm a white guy playing emo music. So it's not like, a, it's not like I'm <laughs> special. It's not like I'm like on my high horse, but so we're going to be playing like a lot of their songs. Uh, we have a full band. Um, I've hired, I've hired a drummer, a guitar player and a keyboard player. We're gonna have a little bit of tracks going. I'm playing bass, and yeah, I don't, I, I don't even know what to expect. Honestly, we haven't practiced yet. We've gotten together and we've gone over the songs. We have a big chart of like, okay, you're playing this, you're playing this, you're doing this. Um, but yeah, I don't even know what to expect yet. It's gonna be fun, and everyone, like, we're all super yeah. pumped about it. Um, Pons and, and Saki's songs are my favorite. If you, I swear to God, if you were to check my Spotify stats, those are my, in my both my top five. Um, 
and I was already learning the songs before they asked, Fochella asked. Uh, like, I had already been recording myself, like, learning Pons' songs and putting them on Twitter. So it worked out really nicely. It was like, and, and Fochella specifically asked me, hey, can you play a set with Pons Masakio? Like, we want a three-way. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it wasn't like a thing where, like, they asked just me and we changed it. Like, they came to us directly and were like, hey, we want you to do it this way. And I would like to be kind of like a person that can back up other artists like that. Yeah. Like, I, you know, it's Pons and the Marrier. You know, kind of like how like solo artists will have like their weird band behind them. Like, right. Uh, like Damon Albert and the Heavy Seas. So like it could be Masakio and the Marrier. Like, I, I like that idea. So if anyone else yeah. is playing solo and needs a backing band, call me. <laughs> I'll do it. No, like that's that's awesome. I'm so stoked to. Obviously, it's in Pennsylvania. I probably won't be there. I'm in Minnesota, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm stoked to see, uh, just like any recordings that come out of this, to see what your set's gonna be like because I'm sure it'll be fucking sweet. So, thank you. And I am gonna try to record it. That would be a a goal and something really cool is if we can get it like tracked out, like multi-tracked, and get it on Spotify or something. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't talked with the with Focella or the venue yet about that, so might not be possible. Might be too much to ask, but we're gonna try. You never know. Um, yeah. With with you saying like you'd be down to be like the backing band for people, um, or even like just to have someone featured on a photo, on a a merrier track, like who would be like your all-time go-tos that you would want to Ugh. be part of one of those it's it sounds so cliche but literally ponds misakio would be my first two options like I, I swear to god i it's it's not even a joke but um fuck i don't know like i wouldn't mind doing something with super destroyer um person i have another song with but i know he doesn't have a band i would totally put a, together a band for him um oh that's tough you know there's a lot of people in diy i realize that are aren't solo that are like i didn't realize victoria oh, Mark yeah, yeah. is solo for a while like so when you have a full band recording well i guess this the new album has a full band i guess their other stuff was solo um yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't really have an answer for that because I don't. It's kind of hard to tell who's solo, who isn't. Sometimes, you know. Like... Right. No. Yeah. Like I, I'm in the same boat. Like I'm coming across all these people, and I've talked to a few people. Like, um, like Saint Judas for one. Like, that's just one person. I would do that uh, for Saint Judas. Yes. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, that that'd be tight. Uh, but yeah, like. Uh, just seeing like all these artists end up just being like one solo person and you're just like yeah. this like, shit's wow. amazing like oh my god yeah. oh um exciting excellent I would do that for Jazz she is sick um, her music's amazing the Game Boy like, she does everything on the Game Boy uh, and okay. I don't even think she I don't think she would be interested in this like she has a really good live set planned out already um I'm not trying to say, oh, like she should do this, but I would do it for jazz for sure. Right. Excellent. And funeral sure. homes, because I'm pretty sure funeral homes is also solo. And I would totally do it for funeral homes. Yeah. It, I will say though, uh, we'll, let, it is kind of expensive to, to put a, a band together and to like rent a practice spot. <laughs> so if anyone is going to ask me, maybe have a little bit of a budget in mind or something. <laughs> Cause this one is like gonna cost me money and i'm cool with that because i work overtime yeah. to do to do this kind of stuff so like whatever but yeah <laughs> well, and i'm getting we'll a lot of it too it's not like the, it's just the atmosphere me. yeah yeah i'm sorry the whole uh, the whole drinking while doing a podcast is uh definitely a different format for me so i'm like talking a lot <laughs> Cause I'm feel I'm feeling it. I'm truly feeling it, dude. You're good. You're good. I recorded uh, what was it? Not this. Not 
this current like not Easter Sunday, but the Sunday before, I recorded with uh, Rare Candy from Chicago. Nice. And uh, we did uh, we just drank forties, so we had two forties. <laughs> so I was like tanked by the end of that episode. <laughs> like I don't, like I honestly. I still haven't gone and, like, edited that episode, but I don't remember fully ending that episode. I remember taking pictures, and then my friends, like, FaceTimed me afterwards, and then I ordered a pizza, and I was on the couch upstairs, and I was, like, just so out of it. Well, good. I guess I don't feel too silly, but I am, like, just a disclaimer, I'm a lightweight, so (laughs) here we are. That's why I'm drinking cider. Well, speaking of that, I feel like this is a good segue. Uh, obviously, this is Beers with Bands. Um, you are drinking a cider, which is totally fine. There's no requirements for any specific types of drinks you have to be drinking on this episode. But what kind of cider are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking an Ace Pear Cider. Uh, I discovered this cider when I was I was playing with a band called the Sonner Bombs, and we were opening up for the drums. And they gave us drink tickets. And I, I always gave my drink tickets away because I don't drink. And I was like, you know what, today I'm not going to give my drink tickets away. I'm going to drink some cider. And I was, <laughs> so I was like, hey, what kind of cider do you have? And they're like, we have Ace. And I was like, is it good? And they're like, it's amazing. So they handed me this pear cider. And I was like, what the hell did you just hand me? <laughs> pear cider. And now it's my favorite. I love it. Nice. That's the whole story. I, I don't think I've had a pear cider. Uh, it's fantastic. Before. And I'm allergic to pears and apples. Um, obviously, if it's like processed, it's fine. So I don't even know what a pear actually right. tastes like. I've never even <laughs> been like a long time. Probably like over 10 years. So it's interesting to drink this. Now, so you prefer the pear cider over like a normal just apple cider? I do like the apple cider for sure. Um, that's like more standard, I feel like. But this is like, if yeah. this is there, this is what I want. 100%. Okay. Uh, I remember, so like one of my friends from back home, he's like, he, it's weird. Because like out of the four of us back home, I'm the only one that actually like drinks beer. The other two will do like ciders. Um, that's why like when you said like, oh, I'm going to have a cider. I was like, this just feels like home. Like everyone yeah. else just drinks not beer stuff. Um, but I remember like after we turned 21... Uh, we would go down to the, the gas station slash liquor store and just get, like, a different six-pack of everything just to kind of try for stuff. Nice. And we got hooked on ciders, and I had such a rough night where I drank, like, two six-packs <laughs> worth of ciders, so I just can't do a cider anymore at all. I get that. Sometimes you, like, psych yourself out when you have, like, one bad experience with it. And yeah. <laughs> Like, funny. I was at a friend's house, and he... He, like, grabbed a beer for him, and I think he was going to give the other one to his, like, wife. And, like, she didn't want it, and he had already opened it, so normally I'm kind of like the guy, like, oh, there's, like, a beer, just, like, give it to Michael. So he, like, hands it to me, and, like, I just was like, okay, it's a beer. And then, I like, I took a swig, and as soon as it hit my tongue, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I just, like, snapped into reality. I was like, like, I wasn't gone or anything, but I, I snapped, and I was like, wait a minute, what? what is this? Wait, what reality is this? What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome what pill did i just take <laughs> you're drinking pbr aren't you i am drinking pbr uh nice i'm a big pbr uh guy um and it's usually it's cheap it's what's in my fridge and it reminds me of yeah. like going to shows so it's the yeah, next best thing to drink while talking to, to bands that makes perfect sense is that your is that your favorite beer? Like uh, of all time? Favorite? Uh, it's it's definitely on my like top five. I'd say um, most people like will hate on PBR when they're not like at a show. They'll be like all snobs and like we're not going to drink PBR. It's like shitty beer, but like it's good shitty beer. Um, yeah. My other ones on like my top five are uh, Modelo's. Um, Rolling Rocks are pretty decent. Um, there's a, a brewery from Colorado called Breckenridge Brewery. They usually have some good, like, uh, like heavier ales. And number five, 
Uh, I can't think of a fifth one, but yeah, yeah, those are usually like if they're accessible, those are the ones I'll go with. Nice. I like Modelo a lot too, so yeah. Can't go wrong with a, with a good old Modelo, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, now that we've talked about some drinks, um, obviously, like I mentioned, Cyclical has been out for a few months. For everyone that's still listening or hasn't listened to it yet, go listen to it by the end of this episode because it's amazing and be ready for what's coming next and go see The Marrier and all these dudes at Foachella and catch this set because it's going to be amazing. Um, was there anything I missed around you or Cyclical that uh, we want to go over? No. Um, I... Yeah, no, I think we covered a lot of it. Uh, shout out to Swimming and Sound and the agency for covering it when it came out. Um, I hope I don't forget. I That's why I don't like thanking people because it's like you always forget someone. Right. It's like, oh, I didn't want to forget them. Like, so I hope I was a fucking idiot. So, like, hopefully I didn't forget someone. But, like, yeah, like, it really felt like my friends. Oh, and Devin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fucking Devin. Um, um, from Mary Go Round covered it too. So, yeah, I'm just th- I'm just thankful my friends dug it. Um, and made friends from it. That's been yeah. fun. And it was just fun to do. It was f- it was finally like something that was just fun. There was no drama. There was no expectations. Just did it, and that was it. Hell yeah! Well, like I said, it, it's it's great. And even the songs that are out that aren't on cyclical. Um, and I don't want to butcher those names, so I want to pull them up real quick. Like. Bleed, Screens, and White Claws. Those songs are still solid too, so if anyone's listening, also go check out those songs if you haven't as well. Um, like, I mean, because I, I jam those as well, and like, they're just as Thank good you. and amazing, so. I guess oh, I guess one thing I should say, uh, fucking shout out to all the guests. There's, if you go to my Spotify, you can find a, a playlist with all the bands that have been okay. on it. Um, like, there's like already fucking six of them or seven of them now so I, i'm not gonna list everybody but like go to go to spotify or go to my twitter and you'll find all of them really easily yeah yeah, yeah. so go do that um and keep an eye on that on everyone because they're all everyone killed it on the on the cp so um but now we're going to kind of transition uh to the later half of these episodes which are always my kind of my fun my favorite part of the episodes where we talk about or not I mean, I guess I could talk about it too, but uh, the beers are also starting to hit me. Um, but this is where I have my guest, aka you, uh, tell some stories from your time in music, whether it's uh, from recording, tours, obviously you're doing production stuff at venues, they can be fun, crazy stories that you've seen at shows, anything like that uh, oh, from your time in music. Um, oh, jeez. There's, like, a lot of, like, drama stories. I don't want to get into that shit. Uh, like, <laughs> lots of crazy stuff like that. I think I'll do production because I feel like a lot of people don't uh, get to, like, hear about, like, the back end of things and how crazy, like, working on a show can be. Yeah. Um, I was – so I was a stagehand at Nautica, Jacob's Pavilion, which is run by Live Nation at the time. And we, when you're a stagehand, you show up at, like, 9 a.m., you sit around for 30 minutes, the truck pulls up, you, you build the show, you go home, you come back, you tear it down. Mm-hmm. You get like eight to, you get like eight to like 16 hours out of that. It really depends. Uh, so I show up one day at 730. It was a really early call. It was for 311. Sorry, I got an ambulance. <laughs> Hope they're okay. Uh, so yeah, it's three eleven. It's early as shit, and I hated it. I'm not an early riser. Yeah. And we get there, we're sitting around. It's thirty minutes, and uh, th- you know, thirty minutes roll by, and the truck's not there still. And the production manager comes out and goes, "Hey, they're gonna be a little late. They're coming from a festival from Indiana." Like, okay, cool. So I take a minute and I take a nap. I wake up two and a half hours later for my nap. The truck's still not there. Oh man! And I'm like. And I look at the clock, and I'm like, holy shit, did I oversleep? And I've been sleeping, and I look around, everyone's standing around still. No one, the truck's not there. Uh, so I asked Larry, Larry's the production manager. 
He goes, yeah, they're, they're still late. We're, we're going to have to push doors. Two more hours go by. So we're like five and a half hours in. And they're like, hey, they're going to be here soon. So everyone get ready. Um, we're going to set up the show during doors. Oh. And they have multiple trucks. This isn't like a two-truck show. This is like a five-truck show. Jeez. Maybe not five. The, the details get fuzzy. But basically, they show up at like two. Doors are at six. And that's not enough time. <laughs> To set up like a full production, lights, sound, props, all that shit, sound check. Um, so usually the the truck pulls into the stage and you offload onto the stage. Mm-hmm. It makes it just makes sense. Yeah. This time we have two trucks on the stage, and two trucks on the ground. We're offloading four trucks all at once, and that's not the way to do it. Yeah. Oh, and. We're offloading and everything's wet. And we're like, hey, what's going on here? Why does it smell so bad? They're like, oh, we came back from a festival. The festival got rained out. So all of our gear got drenched. And it's all mildewy. And they're late because they hit Ohio traffic. And if you've been through Ohio, it's always under construction. Yeah. Always. So the tour got stuck, lost, confused, whatever. So... (laughs) We're offloading these four trucks at once, and it's mayhem. It's just absolute a shit show. And uh, these one guys on a truck are offloading, and it's like six hands on this ramp. With a big box, they're offloading off a tramp, uh, a ramp. And uh, a, a box falls over, and a dude gets crushed. Breaks his, it breaks his shoulder. Jesus. Everyone's freaking out, and we, we keep moving, because you can't stop. Um. We put like a giant prop cart, like massive, like literally the size of my apartment, which I know sounds like an exaggeration, but it's massive. Um, and we put it at the top of the bowl. Like there's like a pit. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a giant heavy cart that takes at least eight people to move. I mean, I mean that's an exaggeration, but it starts falling towards the stage. And, and my buddy Eric jumps down and grabs his gear out of the way of the cart. And the thing is barreling towards him and slams into the stage. Everyone's just screaming their asses off. Like, why wasn't anyone holding the cart? You don't grab any of the gear. That's not worth it. Like, you're more expensive than the gear. And it was just like, it was a crazy day. And it was super fun to like work on a show and like the doors are opening and people are coming in. You're still on stage, like setting up mics and stuff. Yeah. So that's probably like my favorite, just like shit hit the fan. People got, I mean, I'm not happy people got hurt, but, like, people got hurt, gear got broken, everyone was late. Like, it was just a crazy, crazy show. And, and we got it, the show started on time. Well, congrats. Like, that's, yeah. that's a nuts, though. <laughs> that's, like, that's definitely, like, the craziest, like, horror story, like, when you're trading stories. Yeah. Uh, out of, like, all the production stuff that you've done, like, what's the the coolest show that you've been a got to be a part of uh damn uh a tie between short fictions because that's just one of my favorite bands um oh i got to be i got to really just work the whole show uh do you know ghost uh, like the, they're like a heavier band, right? They're they're they call themselves heavy, but they're really like hard rock. Okay, I think uh, I, I, they have like a, a logo. Like I'm picturing their logo, so I think I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. It's got like an it's kind of yes. They're yeah. very like okay. they're fake satanic. They're not actually satanic. Okay. They play the whole Satan thing. Uh, so like for a, most of the time, they were like a secret identity band. No one knew who it was, and my dad loved the band. Uh, he really liked he liked the whole mystery behind it. It was like people would there was like conspiracies, like Dave Grohl was like the singer. Okay. Which he wasn't. You know, he wasn't, but um so I got to like record their whole sound check, not realizing it was them because I knew the band as like the masks and the Satan shit. Right. So I'm sitting during sound check and this band starts playing a Beatles song and I was like, eh, I don't really like the Beatles, but they're playing it real slow and like real creepy. I was like, This is amazing. Like, who is this? So I start recording. I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is like this is the best version of Here Comes the Sun I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> it's not a very good song in my opinion, but like that song, that version was amazing. So I sent it to my dad. I was like, who is this band? Like, let's do the, the opener. And he's like, 
It's like, Jay, you're recording the fucking band. That's Ghost. I was like, <laughs> oh shit. Like, I'm probably like one of the only people like that have like their faces like on camera, like playing. Right. And it was like, you know, it, I knew the whole situation, so I didn't tweet it. I wasn't gonna like that rat him out or anything. But that was really cool. That felt like, and my dad got to come to the show, so like that was cool. Like, because it was one of my dad's favorite bands, and he was like, he was all excited that I was working on it, and like. That was a cool experience. That's awesome. And I like that band, too, so. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Is oh, and, and Victor Wooden asked me for Coke one time. And I got real nervous. I was like, you want Coke? And he was like, no, the pop. I was like, oh, thank God. Like, I can get you the pop, dude. Why do you say it like that? Like, right. And I, he's like one of the best bass players of all time, being a bass player. I was like, you know, it was like it was like an awkward thing when he asked me. I was like, I thought he was asking me for drugs, and then it turns out he just wanted some, you know, some Coca Cola. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why'd you say it like that, you weirdo? Like, <laughs> so I was in a, I went to Jamaica in January, and uh, the bartender was like, "What do you guys want?" And I was like, oh, "I'll take a rum and coke." And he's like, "No, it's it's cola." Or like he said, like Coca Cola. He's like, we don't got Coke around here. Yeah, it's Coca Cola. And Cola. I was like, yeah. I was like, all, all right. right. He's, yeah, he's yeah, like, we don't, see. we don't do that stuff. I'm like, all right, man. Me and that guy would have gotten along. <laughs> <laughs> We're both very uptight, apparently. <laughs> hey, but he also said if we needed anything else, though, he he, well, got, he he was our guy. Well, you just you just just assume when you're like a musician's asking you for Coke. Like I've been asked if I can get get pills for guys. A billion times, you, you say Coke, you're assuming the drug. You don't assume Coca Cola, like, right? And he was like, kind of like, he wasn't like being discreet, but he was like, "Can you give me some Coke?" I was like, "No, yeah." <laughs> it sounds... it would have been kind of funny though, like if you would have just like been like one of those secret guys and like pulled out a little baggie and been like here, and he's like, "No, like, no, dude, I just spent the, the pop, the drink, man." <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it could have gone either way. Right. You know, whatever. Didn't they used to put Coke in Coca-Cola? That's why they called it? Yeah, well, I don't know if that's why they called it, but that's, they did used to put it in, like, the original, like, recipe, and, like, that's crazy. like, that's how they would get people, like, hooked on it, because you'd put in a little bit, and then they would get, like, that, like, whatever rush coca- uh, like cocaine gives you, and then you would keep getting yeah. it. Well, there you go, I mean... I was about to say something I shouldn't have said. <laughs> Don't put Coke in Coke anymore. Don't do that. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you heard it there, folks. Don't put Coke in your Coke. And always be specific when you're asking for a Coca-Cola, no matter where you are. Um, Jake, I've, I've had a great time talking to you tonight. And these songs are sick. Uh, before we fully take off, obviously, you got this whole deal. You're working on things for the future, but what can what can the people expect from the Marrier from going forward uh, with your project? Uh, so the next thing, the next uh, EP is going to be a lot more emo based. I mean, I'm not like trying to like emulate anybody in particular, mm-hmm. but uh, the idea is that. It's uh, if you heard an emo song at the, at nighttime during Animal Crossing, that's kind of the whole theme. If you're walking around your village, <clears throat> one of the villagers was emo. Maybe that's maybe this is what you could hear. <laughs> that's uh, I don't usually give the for cyclical. I didn't give anyone like any ideas or any direction. I right. said whatever you feel, do it. But this one, I'm kind of like giving him that that i'm giving him that statement and whatever you come up with from there okay uh it'll probably be shorter probably won't be six songs but maybe i don't i guess i don't fucking know but yeah it'll be a little more email based uh, probably a bit slower i got songs that's cyclical that are like 155 bpm that's really fucking fast <laughs> yeah so i i got like the slowest song on this cp is like 70 so i'm like really going the other way right uh that's about it we're, we're still i'm like a third of the way through it i'd say okay well well like i said i'm, I'm stoked to see what you come up with um 
and to see kind of what your your vision is based off what you're talking about like the to see like how it comes into fruition um if anyone is looking for merch music or you in general where can they find it uh so no merch i don't i don't want to do merch if people are asking for it you know what i mean yeah. but uh i'm on twitter uh the marrier 505 it's an arctic monkeys reference and uh i don't even know on instagram i think it's like the marrier band or something uh, find me on Twitter. I'm I'm, I'm I'm tweeting every day on Twitter like I'm, like a crazy person. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and on Spotify. If you go to Spotify, I guess go to Spotify first and make sure you like the music before you follow me. <laughs> that make I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, he, he you're on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Bandcamp, all that fun stuff. Uh, depending yeah, on where shit. you're finding this episode from, whether it's you saw the description on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. There'll be links in the bios uh, that'll lead you all back to the great Marrier music. And then you can also click uh, their at and uh, go follow him on those socials as well. Um, and I would really, really appreciate it if you do like my music. Please go listen to the, the guests. Yep. Uh, please. That's None of this happens without them. It, it sounds cliche, but it's seriously true. I wouldn't. I would have nothing. I don't want to sing, and I'm not gonna sing. So if they don't sing, I, nothing happens. So, well, there, there you have it. Go listen to uh, everyone else that's featured, everyone that is featured on these these tracks, and uh, give them follows, give them likes, uh, and uh, jam all their stuff as well. Um, like I said, Jake, I, I've had a great time talking with you tonight. I'm so happy that you reached out uh, and wanted to be yeah. a part of these episodes. Like I said, that it truly does mean a lot that anyone like gives a shit one even listens to the episodes or wants to be on an episode so i truly appreciate it thank you for having me i was like i i don't even know who the first episode i heard was anymore because i think i've listened to all of them i just went back to your discography and just listened oh boy so thank you for being thanks for having me i was you know it, it just feels good when people say yes like yeah, yeah you reach I, you reach out to a lot of people and not everyone says yes and i really appreciate dude, it i i totally know how that goes uh and it's, it's so defeating whether if you don't want to be on an episode, that's fine. Just reply back. Don't let me. Don't leave me on re, on red, yeah. man. I've been left on red too, and they're all there. But I really appreciate you, and you're doing a great job. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, this fine gentleman reached out. If it, you or anyone we know wants to be on an episode, feel free to reach out or suggest someone. Uh, like I just said, Jake reached out. We made it happen. We yeah. set the date. Uh, we came, had some beers, talked some yeah. music. Uh, Beers are gone, and yeah, the beers are gone. <laughs> and there's plenty of music still out there for you to go listen to. Uh, thank you again for stopping by, and uh, I'll catch everyone on the next episode. See ya.
if I'm falling down, brush my shoulders, take another step. Yeah, there's things that I regret. Ain't no thing, ain't no sweat. Yeah, they know what I'm about. Till I take a different route. Till I make them shut their mouth. Money trees, they finna sprout. Smoking on that dang, smoking on that Zaza. Laughing to the bank, we on the way like ha-ha. All these niggas fake, could've won an Oscar. Bobber spinning like a fucking helicopter. You huh, walking like a mobster in the dark of the night, feeling like a monster. A lot of niggas see the wave and they try to hop on. You are not sucky, nigga, you imposter. I do not ask that you grab a plate. Why you niggas so mad at me? I just mean that you gravitate. I got the classic acid trapes. Cannot believe that he passed the grade. First to win, the last to play. This is the way that